You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. Ephesians 2 begins like this. As for you, you were dead. Those words, you were dead, are a very strange thing to say. Think about it. You can't actually say those words unless someone was dead and is not dead anymore. You were dead. So they're alarming words and they're hopeful words. If you stay dead, you never hear those words. These words clue us into a very hopeless past and an awesome present reality and future hope. Ephesians chapter 2 has been a special one for me for a long time. Years ago, I memorized it. And it's one of those gospel presentations that summarizes the whole story. It begins with the reality of sin and takes us through the transforming work of Christ. And then it launches us out as God's workmanship. I'm going to take two weeks to think about the first 10 verses of Ephesians chapter 2. And we have to start right there in verse 1. I'll finish the sentence. It says, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Dead is not a happy word, and it's really scary when we use it about ourselves. And scripture teaches that death is our reality until we have been made alive by Christ. It's a very harsh realization, and we have to grasp the hopelessness of sin before we appreciate the good news of a Savior. I'm thankful that Paul says it so bluntly because we actually can convince ourselves we aren't dead. In fact, in verse 2, right after he says, you were dead in transgressions and sins, he says, in which you used to live. That's a weird way to say it. You were dead in the way you used to live. When we try to live in this life without Christ, we're actually trying to live out a miserable paradox of making a living out of being dead. Paul zeroed in on this for the Ephesians. Ephesus was this beautiful pagan city. Paul was doing missionary work there. And we know in Acts 18, he was talking to them about their idols. And he said in verse 26, that man-made gods were no gods at all. Now, they had this huge temple to Artemis, their man-made god. And Paul comes along and says, they're not gods at all. And then they freak out because people stopped buying their idols. So Paul's preaching was affecting their economy. There were people literally making a living out of crafting dead gods. We have this ability to convince ourselves that we're spiritually alive when we are not. Like Paul says, we used to live in death. And we can convince ourselves that those things make us come alive, that these idols we make are actually affording a good living. But if there's anything that makes us feel alive that is not Christ, it's not really life. And verse 3 says, all of us lived among them. This depravity includes all of us. Paul describes it as gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts, the things that we thought were bringing us life. Paul doesn't list any grievous sins. You don't have to murder 
or commit adultery to be dead. You just have to not be alive in Christ. All of us in our default mode are dead. In verse 4, it says that we were by nature objects of wrath. That's a dark, hopeless picture. But it is an essential piece of the gospel that we need to recognize. When we see the depravity of sin, then we see the beauty and the necessity of grace. When we prop ourselves up and try to make our dead selves look alive without the life-giving power of God, we're actually robbing God of his glory. We are not acknowledging the saving power that makes dead things come to life. I find a true freedom and joy in recognizing that without Christ, I'm not just bad, I'm dead. For me, this takes any thought of self-righteousness or saving myself completely out of the question. I wasn't just sick, I was dead. I didn't just need help or advice. I needed a savior to bring me back to life. And this would be an entirely depressing reflection if scripture said the words, you are dead, but it doesn't say that. It says, you were dead. All of us were dead. But in Christ, that is past tense. You were dead. In these three words, we confront a serious reality of our condition, and we also see a hope that in Christ, we don't have to stay that way. As for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You can find more of Speak, Lord at PastorRyanRogers.com or by searching for Palmer SDA Church wherever you get podcasts.